would just set the Lord. Amen. 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 We want to begin tonight, amen. Uh, beginning in the book of uh, St. Mark, I believe that we're going to begin tonight. St. Mark chapter number 13 is where we're going to begin tonight. We thank and praise God for his mighty hand upon the earth. Amen. Our Father, who is our Heavenly Father, is an awesome God. I began to speak to the Lord and ask that question about um, things that are happening upon the earth. And I asked God particularly, I, I, I said to the Lord, God, where are we? And where are we in, in, in the time frame of your return? Where are we, Lord? Just reveal to me what we as the body of Christ need to be on guard and be alert and be aware of what's happening. Amen. Because a lot of times we get caught up in, in our daily our daily activities that we forget that our father's children return for his children. So we want to make sure that we are where the Lord is saying that we need to be and also that we're knowing uh, the time, what time it is uh, for the body of Christ, for the preparation. Amen. We're going to begin at Mark chapter number 13. And we're going to Revelations, but we're going to begin in Mark because I asked the Lord about questions about the much devastation that is taking uh, place upon the earth. And he revealed some things to me. Um, and we, we were, were grateful and we're thankful for that from the Lord. Now, Mark chapter number 13, beginning with verse number 6. Amen. Verse number 6. It says, For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall, what, deceive many. So one thing we can expect is there will be a spirit of deception upon the earth. Amen? There will, it says there will be many that will come in, in Christ's name, but many will be deceived, so there will be false prophets, false Christ within the earth. Now verse 7 says, and when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be. But the end shall not be yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be earthquakes in divers places, and there shall be famines and troubles. Uh, troubles. These are the what? Beginning. Beginning of sorrow. So what we are experiencing, God says, what we're experiencing within the earth right now is the beginning of sorrow. I, I took a liberty and looked up the word trouble in verse number eight, and I found an interesting discovery. That word trouble there means disturbance, but in parentheses in Greek, it also had wars. The disturbances of wars. Wars. <coughs> and I thought about all the water that's upon the face of the earth and how the water, the Mississippi, how things are being disturbed. But all of this is just the beginning of sorrow. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of the things that's going to come upon the earth. Now, let's go to uh, Revelation chapter number one is where we're going to begin and then we're going to chapter number three. Revelation. Uh, the title 
of worship. That, 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 that's a major problem. That's a major problem. It's not just in one or two or three places. It is all over. It's all over. And so the Lord says there is going to be a lot, L-A-C-K, of that water meaning spiritual supply. Not that God is not giving it. It's just the fact that the causal of things that, that people are allowing to become part of their life, they will lose they will lose the desire yes. and lose track of having that personal relationship with him. And what danger is, the danger is, is where? Watch this. And now remember now, leadership is the last church that he's speaking to. So in, when we begin to see uh, a, 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 a incredible uh, means of life that's coming, we, that's the time we need to become more alert. When we begin to hear about major breakthroughs in science, that that's going to bring forth our heaven and in diseases, that's the time we need to become more alert and in tune with God. Now, when he looked at verse number 15, he said, I know your work. I, I know. You see, that they were wealthy, that they just wealthy. But then he said, but you're not either cold nor you're hot. In other words, you're not on top of God, and you're not in a place where you're just completely dead. You can see it's just like a heathen. Um, a, a, a God can see speak to your heathen, and they'll open up their, their hearts and their minds, and, and, and somewhere just in the midst of pain, they will hear. But God denotes something like this. In verse number 16, he says, So then, because thou art lukewarm. Have you ever tried to drink hot coffee and it's lukewarm when it's supposed to be hot? It doesn't really taste good. I mean, you, you, you kind of spit it out. So God said, what we, will, what we will be experiencing in the final hour before he comes, we will find lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm. Lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm Christians is somebody not on fire for God, not on fire, but they, they do just enough, they think, to get by. A lukewarm. I mean, just enough to say, I got the flavor of yeah. You know how it is? I'm coffee, but I'm not hot. But I'm still coffee, but I'm lukewarm. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a Bible guy, but yet I'm still a Christian. But, the, but there is no evidence that there's no evidence. So what God says, he says, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, he says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's the I want you one way or the other. Now let's look at the reasons that he gives. Verse 17, reasons that God gives. Verse 17 says, because thou sayest, what does Brooklyn say? I am what? I am rich and what? Increased with goods. Hmm. And have need of nothing. And knoweth not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So we want to deal with the first half of verse 17. The first thing, first problem they had, they said, I am rich. Remember now, when we experience that, that incredible wealth, period of wealth. Because see, now they're saying, I'm wealthy, I'm, I'm increased with goods, and I don't need nothing. Wealth is dangerous. Riches is dangerous. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 10. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 10. 
verse number 15. We're going to deal with this, the riches and wealth. See, that's the difference. Because see, at this time, the people felt like, in, um, on the time to come, they would feel like they don't need God. That, that in time, a city of the people within the city is so wealthy, they don't need no assistance from anybody else. They can rebuild themselves. Then, therefore, they decide they don't need God. Because they have the wealth to do it. Now, Proverbs chapter number 10, verse number 15 says this. The what? I'm there. Amen. The rich man's wealth is his what? Strong city. His wealth is his strong city. I thought I said his strong city. But it says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. Not God, but his city. But it goes on to say the destruction of the poor is their what? Poverty. So if, 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 if there's a destruction to come about when we don't have, it's because of poverty. We've got to change that, that mindset of poverty. So, but, but the rich man trumped in his wealth. The first thing, of, that's what happens in, in the city. That's what God says uh, when, when the people make the decision, then the, the, their wealth is their stronghold. The wealth is their strong city. Now, let's also look at First Timothy chapter number six. Let's look at First Timothy chapter number six. First Timothy. Amen. First Timothy chapter number six. Chapter number six in the book of First Timothy. Because we're dealing with the, the, the wealth, the riches, because these people are, are in the latter part uh, of Revelation chapter number three in the city of Laodicea, they were wealthy. They, they, they said they had needed nothing, you know. So they were able to get get by without God, you know. So so the word of God, and the word of God is true. First Timothy chapter number six, verse number six says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Hmm. Being content by being God. Some folks are not content. When they're God. You know why they're not content? Because we don't know how to handle peace. Hmm. We think peace is boring. Hmm. And that's because we live a life so much. A drama that when we get peace, we don't even know how to handle peace. Mm -hmm. He says, but godliness with contentment is great thing. Verse 7 says, for we brought nothing into this world. Into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. So sometimes we will labor and labor and labor, not realizing that that somebody else is going to spend that wealth when we get enough. And what happens is we will slack down. We will slack down in the process, trying to get all the things. And that's how that church in the is that they had increased in this. So they were caught up in their good. They were caught up in their wealth. And they felt like they didn't need anything. Hmm. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. Now verse number nine says, verse number eight says, And in heaven, food and raiment, let us there be with content. And now we be thankful we went to heaven. Be thankful. 
He asked Jesus a question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, apparently he did not like the answer that Jesus said. He also said to him, okay, I've kept all the damn commandments, so what about life? So when Jesus said on the part, part with his goods, part with his possessions, part with his wealth, and follow him, you see, we have to let go of some things in order to follow Christ. Verse hmm. 22 says, but when the young man did what? Heard that saying, not Jesus saying, that saying, the one that he had to part from something. When he had to separate himself from something, he said, he went away sorrowful, for he had great what? Great possessions. Verse 23 says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. A rich man. Twenty-four says, and again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why is that, Lord? Why is that? Revelation chapter number 3. When you look at 17, the Bible says they were rich. They said they were rich. They were rich in material listed things. And then they went on to say that they had increased in goods. You know, Church. 
verse 16. He says, and he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich, what kind of man? Rich man. A rich man brought forth See, that's the mercies of God. 
to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sent down with my father in his throne. Look at 22. 22 says, he that hath a one ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear. What I want you to hear about. What we're going to hear is that all these things has to be the earthquake, the rumors war, the, 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 the hybrid unemployment. Let me tell you something. War was have to be. Why? If you didn't have war, and all, just think about it, all those many men that's been depleted as women all over the world, think about it, don't have war, and the economy is the way it is, and the joblessness is the way it is. Think about what would happen when all those people came back looking for a job. Thank you. 